So, Calv, have you ever, like, walked down a street and you're coming to a junction or a crossroad and there's people walking sort of towards you from a right angle, like, to the same part of the junction and you, like, think, there's good, like, oh, shit, there's going to be a crash. Do you ever think about that? What, is that, like, a, a serious social dilemma that I ever have? Yeah, I'm wondering if you've ever... No, mate, like, like I'm like that Verve video where I'm just walking down the street, I'm, like... Smashing through people. Oh, really? Right, let's get into this then. Cool. Wow, that was some great music, Joey. Yeah. <clears throat> what an intro. You went... Hold on, Joe, you're going all tinny there. I wonder who... Hello? That's it. <laughs> I've got to lean forward. Keep that face on the keyboard. So, yeah, that uh, that music was really good. Um, I wonder who made it. I don't know, Joey. We'll just have to wait. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'm going to ask you then, Cal. So, like, tell me what you've been playing recently. Well, but also maybe we should, you know, for those listeners out there, just apologise for the lateness. So, like, the reason it's been so late is because I've moved to Japan and um, we haven't really had time, have we, Cal? So now that we're both kind of here in Tokyo, I think it'll be good to, uh, you know, game-related things. We can, we can like, uh, go to Shenmue, perhaps check out some arcades. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I went to a few, I've been to a few arcades since I've been here, but... Have you been, have you? Are there yeah, loads yeah, and loads of, is it all to, pachinko uh, and arcades? I haven't done any pachinko. I don't know how to play pachinko. Um, I, it terrifies me. Like, like well, the only time I ever went into pachinko, I tried to take a photo and I got take, I got told off. Yeah, man, they are, like they're staff. on the ball in there. You can't, you can't be snapping away. No. I've been to a couple of game arcades. Oh, and I also went to a, um, there's a... Did I tell you about there's a big used store here? Uh, there's a couple actually. Like I think you find them more out in the countryside in Japan. Um, there's one in my town, Ota, and there's, there's like these big used shopping malls, used games and CDs and books and manga and so there's one near my house that does like loads of used video games and video game consoles. And um, I saw like Dreamcasts for three thousand yen. So what's that like? Uh, like under twenty quid for a uh, Japanese. That's kind of expensive, card. though. I think. Like, Do you think that's expensive? When we were here, we were here studying together, and we bought yeah. a Japanese Dreamcast. And how much was that? Do you remember? I don't remember that. I really don't remember. But I, I remember don't we bought it was any more expensive than we bought. Oh, sorry, any cheaper than that was it? Maybe, maybe uh, I don't know. But I remember the games were like five hundred yen. They were like three pounds. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. crazy. Well, like, yeah, these places got, like, walls of Japanese Sega Saturn games and Dreamcast games and, P obviously, like, PS2 and PS3s. And there's just, like, aisles and aisles of used video games. So um, I'm thinking about getting another Dreamcast, actually, and just getting Shenmue on the go. You should. That would be, yeah. I don't know why I haven't done that. Because it's so cheap. Like, it's, it's, it is a lot cheaper. And, like, Shenmue is probably pretty cheap here. I don't know. It must be, like, it uh, must be. 
But I guess I'm waiting for them to like port it. Like I would love it if it came to the Vita or something. It'd be perfect. Yeah. But it's not going to happen. So you, you think so? Nah, well, I don't know. There's been like there's always I always see these rumors. Like Yu Suzuki did a um, conference like a couple of months ago. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah. Sort of. Uh, it was called an, an uh, it was called like an autopsy of Shenmue or something like that. And um, but there was no talk of like a sequel. Or, or he said, um, have we already talked about this in a podcast? I don't think, I think so. we might have, but anyway. Maybe. Anyway, so yeah, um, but yeah, so you going to the used stores, that's been fun. Going to the game arcades has been fun, like, even though I don't really know how to play any of the games, like, played a couple of racing games, and um, they've still got that, like, still the old, the old sort of dance games, and, uh, Mm. You know, uh, rhythm games. This is, have you seen the people playing those rhythm games uh, with, no. the, with the gloves on? Have you seen that? No, no. What's that? <laughs> there's this weird, like, it, it's, a, it's the console. It's a big console, and there's a big circle, like a circular screen. And on the screen is, like, very fast shapes popping up, like a rhythm game, you know. Mm. And with, like, really loud music playing. And you get these guys with white <laughs> people that play it wear these white gloves. And their fingers are just like frantically tapping the screen in like a really hyper way. Like these guys like, you know, tapping to the beat and stuff. So I was quite... And we went to an arcade and it was like a dog walking arcade game. <laughs> so you had like, you, you got on basically like a treadmill and you pulled this like rope like it was supposed to be the, the lead, the leash. And on the screen was just, it was like a, a POV of a dog. And it would, like, chase smells and, like, other dogs. And so at parts of it, you were just, like, the harder, the further you got through the game, the faster you were going. So by the end, you were just, like, sprinting, like, full wow. capacity. So that's all you're doing? You're just, it's just like a treadmill? Yeah, yeah, basically. It's just, it's just a treadmill hooked up to, like, some kind of monitor. Did you have to, like, clean up after the dog? <laughs> nah. Just running. Just running, man. Bad, man. No, running I haven't seen anything like that. Oh, oh, I'll tell you what I did see, which I really wanted to play, but I couldn't because I, did, I was on my own. I didn't really know, understand any instructions. Was the uh, Metal Gear Solid arcade game. Have you seen that? No. No, oh, what's that? That? that looks really cool. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it was know. just a console and it said Metal Gear Solid arcade. And it looks like... Is it just a box? Um, it's, well, it's like a... Just a cardboard it's, box. <laughs> yeah. You just yeah, you just have to hide in a cardboard box around the arcade. Just what you just hide from the staff. That's the challenge. No, no, it's a, yeah, no, it's a, like a shooting game, I think. But it, it, it you, you get like a, a, it's got this little booth that you sit in, and um, I'm not sure if you sat in it or not. But it, you get a headset, and it's got a little microphone and a little lens that you look through, and uh, headphones, and and the, then there's like a gun. So it looked like a more like espionage shooting experience. It did look really great, but I'd have to go there with somebody that understands how to play it because I didn't have the guts. It looked really complicated. Um, but that looked interesting. I think that's what the advantage of arcades has now. Like They obviously can't compete with consoles mm. as much anymore, so they have to like make them really unique or have these like really cool peripherals and... There's this, mm. there's this like small section in Edge magazine that mm. kind of promotes the newest or perhaps the quirkiest arcade machine, mm. um, and it always makes me want to go and try and find them in in the arcades over here. 
Um, but they're always like, you know, they're ones with the craziest peripherals or perhaps some new technology or... Mm. Um, but I'm kind of like, yeah, I get a bit like... I get a bit scared when I go in there because, yeah. you know, these, there's these kids on Tekken that are just like waiting yeah. to like... Just kicking ass and... You can't play, like, you can't... Yeah. And it, all, a lot of the games have a... Uh, it's all quite serious and, and, like, it's quite, like, there's a hierarchy, kind of, almost. <laughs> it's got that kind it of... It is theory. a bit. You couldn't, like, there's no way you could take on some of the, like, any of the people playing the beat-em-up games. And I'd be scared to, to go on one because yeah. I'd be scared, like, a guy would challenge me to a duel. And I would... <laughs> you know what I mean? A virtual duel. But yeah, it is like but... that. Like, you sit down to just play a game and like, I'll sit down and be like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll just play Tekken or whatever just to so I played it in like an arcade a Japanese arcade like when I was travelling here and then some guy would just challenge me on the other side and would be whipping my ass and I couldn't leave because <laughs> it, it would just keep going and I'd be like, I don't want to go to leave, Cal. it would be and I don't want to be dishonourable remember when those guys challenged me to that racing game yeah you kicked their ass hey I just like uh, I was drifting you... like crazy man Drifting wasn't even part of the game, but somehow you made it happen. <laughs> it was amazing. I just used my natural uh, drifting skills mm. to to beat them. It was awesome. I did. I, I that was certainly a race of honour, and I came out of that race with a lot of honour. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about. It. <laughs> so another thing about the arcade games is, have you noticed a lot of them have uh, like cards? Cards. Like, cards like little credit cards oh, you can buy yeah. little credit cards and then you yeah, yeah, yeah. you log how well you do in the game onto this card it's like a little it records your progress but they, i can't i can't figure out different... how to get one I'm <laughs> <laughs> too scared there are loads of variations of that aren't there there are like you know like playing cards like like back in the uk you would buy those kind of premier league sticker packs mm. so you can buy them and kind of mm. collect them and build up a pack and then go to these arcades and play with them. Mm. Like, oh, I mean, I don't know. Off the top I've of my head, that. say like a Pokemon game. So you've got all I've these Pokemon that. cards and you lay them down you get stronger as you get more cards and then you build them up. But also... Yeah, I, have, I have no idea how they work. But there was, a, there was a Dreamcast game, I'm sure, that maybe it was Sega Rally and you could save it to your, what was it, a UMD? No, that was no, no, that PSP. was PSP. No, you're thinking of um, yeah, you're thinking that of little, little like Tamagotchi thing you had. What were they called? Um, you could save it to that. Yeah. Go to the arcade, plug it in, and basically upload all your data and just carry on. Wow. Um, and that was the future. That's more futuristic than now. That was the future, like <laughs> ten years, <laughs> ten years ago. Oh, what was it? Um, maybe it wasn't even Dreamcast. I'm sure it was because it was obviously Sega, but. Like, it must have been, yeah. I'm that sure. kind of stuff never quite made it over to the UK. But over here, well, it must have worked really well. Well, yeah, arcades have never uh, like, have been on a steep decline, haven't they, for a while in the UK. But um, actually, when you were talking about cards, have you seen the game? There's a game, I don't know what it was called, but I was walking around in the arcade, and there was a game a guy was playing that was uh, like a war strategy game, looked like like Shogun Total War or Dynasty Warriors or something. Mm. And he actually had physical cards. Basically, the game had a screen and then a little table. And obviously, the table was, was sort of touch-sensitive and like a digital 
magnetic sort of table thing, and he had phys- he was placing physical cards on the table mm. and moving them around, and it was it was controlling the units on the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant by the Pokemon. Oh, that's thing. the one you like, mean, right? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Got one, the, the one I remember is that there's a horse racing one. Right. Yeah, and they'd okay. be placing. Yeah, they place cards down in different positions, and I mean, I don't understand what's going on, but I could imagine I could see obviously people kind of like losing a lot of time mm. because you get that don't you you also get like in those uh, arcades you also get little areas for people just to play card games don't you mm. yeah like, they're, they're really yeah. They're, it's fascinating to go in like mm. and just look because there are those yeah those people like you saying that are doing these dance games and are just really really good at it and then people that are almost like Maybe they don't have jobs or, or anything, but they're just there. They're smoking and drinking and playing these like card games. I, do they win money? I don't know. Um, are they getting money from it? I don't, I don't know. I, do, do, do you get those massive uh, horse racing? Have you seen those at the benches? Massive screen, like a huge wide screen with a digital virtual horse racing track on it, and then these guys just sit in these sort of comfy leather chairs and just gamble. Do, do they win money on that, or is that just for fun? I don't know. I imagine they'd win money, but yeah. I can't verify that. But I mean, the odds have got to be against you. Mm. That's what I don't understand about like virtual horse. At least with like real horse racing, there's always that sort of natural sort of element of luck. Whereas with a virtual horse racing game, you're always you're always at a disadvantage, aren't you? Because <laughs> I'm assuming the game can just and just screw you over whenever it wants, whenever it figures out that you're earning more money. Well, I think virtual horse racing is better than horse racing if less horses get breeded to sort of race and get shot in the head when they're... You know what I mean? Like, virtual horse racing sounds like a much more ethical... (laughs) They do shoot the virtual Uh, horses, though. Sorry? They do shoot the virtual horses. Oh, oh, do they? Yeah. Do they do that when you're at the end of the game? That's the other game. That's like, they, yeah, time crisis. <laughs> That's the game. Just blow them away. So you gamble on the horse race, and afterwards you go to a little shoot them up where you shoot the horse in the head. Cause... <laughs> Actually, no, 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 I got that wrong. Like, if you, you gamble on the horse, and if you get frustrated, there's a real horse around the corner that you can shoot just right. to like, even it out. So they'll bring a real horse in. So it's, so it's worse, actually. But it's virtual bullets, so I don't know how that works. Oh, right, okay. Sorry, mate. So, uh, so that's that. So, yeah, what else have, like, have you been playing anything recently? Yeah, I guess, well, the big, the big thing is I bought a Wii U. Right. And which... And you, hmm? I thought you just bought, bought a PS4. That was well, I guess... Man, I guess... You're, on a, you're on a roll. <laughs> um, I guess from the last podcast, then, yeah. I bought a PS4, um, and then, and my reasoning behind buying the PS4, did I tell you, was that the tax in Japan went up in April, so in my head, oh, I... <laughs> in my head, that was like, wow, I've got to buy it, because it just yeah. makes sense, um, so I bought the PS4, and then I went around to a friend's house and started playing, uh, he had Mario Kart 8, um, so then I bought a Wii U for that, and out of the two... Like, I don't touch the PS4. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I only, like, now... It's, it's just... that betrayal. That's betrayal. Yeah, it's only, man. It's going, buying a Wii U and not playing the PS4, man. But mm. I, do, I, I kind of, I kind of, uh, nah, I'm, 
But I think, like, I was talking to another friend the other day who's, like, he's quite, like, a Nintendo fanboy. Um, mm. But we were kind of... I was just saying it... Like, after years of playing, like, like these PlayStation 4 games that are, like, lots of greys and browns, do you know what I mean? It's all kind of... Mm. It's kind of downbeat, almost, like, going for realism and yeah. shooters and violence and... All these more games serious, seem to more have serious adult more games, serious, but they have like even like the color palettes are like browns and grays and dark blues, and then I like put on the Wii U and it was all like these bright, vibrant primary colors. There's all these noises and like happy noises and happy atmosphere, and it's just nice to go back to that. Maybe yeah, it's something yeah. from like you know our kind of generation childhood of Mega Drive and SNES, but mm. just like jumping around in Mario or just racing around a track in Mario Kart. It's just, um, that's all I want to do at the moment. And does your, does your son sort of watch you play those games? No, no. To, no. Which ones? The Nintendo ones or the, the Nintendo ones? ones. Um, Family friendly, right? Whereas, play, you know, you don't want to be playing Silent Hill in front of your toddler. <laughs> I think, to be honest, because he's so young, he's like, he's 10 months. I yeah. don't really play anything in front of him, just... Yeah, I don't want him really right, watching okay. TV and uh, too much, you know. But um, but no, so it's your, the, the, the pretty colours are just for you. <laughs> Those are just for my eyes. But also, like I think the thing about the Wii U is, I mean, it's kind of a perfect second console. I found it's more kind of social. Like, for example, friend, we've had some friends stay over, and yourself included, um, and even my wife. Like, sh- we'll all play it. If you say, let's turn on the PS4, and, and people, I don't know, like, if it's showcase friends that come over, my wife's friends, it's not, you know, it's maybe they're not so up for it. But if you're like, oh, yeah. you want to play some Mario Kart, then everyone, especially here in Japan, right, um, yeah. everyone's up for playing a bit of Mario Kart, and everyone gets into it, so it's definitely a lot more social, I think. It's, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, with with the PlayStation 4, you're playing, I mean, I'm assuming, like, games like uh, The Last of Us. Uh, sorry, not The Last of Us. Um, games like... Uh, what's that game I played at your house? Infamous. Infamous. Yeah. Infamous or the new Assassin's Creed. They require quite a lot of prerequisite knowledge, don't they, about how to play video games. Because they're quite... Even though they're kind of... They're very user-friendly and very fluid. They, they're still quite advanced, aren't they? So, I think you know, even I, when I, even when you came over, I was like, oh, I'll show you the PS4. Like, I should, this is infamous. It looks great. Just run around. Mm. And it was just like almost to look at. But then when we yeah, wanted to like yeah. play something and have a bit of fun, it was like, okay, let's mm. let's play Mario Kart. Oh, I yeah. did like over, like here in in Tokyo. Like, there's. Um, I guess for anyone listening, there's a Tokyo Gamers Society, um, and it's run by this this fella called uh, John Snow, and he what from Channel Four? From Channel Four and Game of Thrones, same person. <laughs> yeah, so he organises these game nights, so you go over like it's a group of people, yeah, play all these different games. So I went over last week and we played on PS4 Towerfall Ascension. Have you heard of that? No. So it's this kind of like. As an eight-bit or sixteen-bit kind of graphics, um, and it's four players, and it's like local multiplayer only. So it's not like online. So you're all there in the same room, and you're basically like you've got these arrows, say like three arrows each, 
and you, you can jump around this level like this square level and you're just running, jumping and you've got to shoot each other with these arrows and then the last one standing gets the point and it's like the first of five or, or whatever um, but that is just like just pure fun just uh, a bunch of you all together just you know and each round lasts about could be like five seconds could be like never more than like a minute so we were doing that and that's like really really fun so I don't know whether like maybe games maybe I don't know for me are going in that direction I don't want to, like, I'm definitely, like, a single-player kind of person. I like getting into the story and the atmosphere, as we've talked about before. But recently, it's been more kind of social, playing, like, Mario Kart with my wife or with friends and or playing these kind of towerful, these really simple, on this PS4, but, like, 8-bit graphics. But that's been the most fun. I've had yeah, more well, fun it, than that, it, than Infamous. It's whatever suits, you know, your lifestyle in that at that point of time isn't it like you know certain times you're going to be you know you're going to you're going to have a good few hours so you might you know you might want to get it's going to be late in the evening and you want to get into something story based and, and technical and advanced and then there's going to be times you haven't got quite as much time and you want to just have a blast you know and you don't want to sort of remember how to play the game or remember where you are in the story or so yeah, I, I, I can understand that. I think that's what the Wii U brings, is that kind of instant 10, 15 minutes of fun. You know, just yeah. turn it on, race an attractive level in Mario, mm. and it's always bright, it's always clever, and, you, and it's, they always make kind of good games, you know? So it's it's kind of that instant gratification, rather than, like you said, having to kind of remember where you were in a story, get back into it. Yeah, I think that's it. I guess I'm just kind of surprised that... I've enjoyed those kind of games more than what traditionally I've enjoyed in the past, which is yeah. single-player story experience. But now I'm kind of more looking forward to playing with other people, which in the past has never really kind of done it for me. Right. I think, I mean, I've, I've always been into, like, uh, having friends over and playing. I mean, when I used to have a PS, we used to play Worms. Do you remember Worms? Yeah, still around, yeah. right? Yeah, so we we play things like Worms and uh, and um, sort of four player racing games with the multi tap on the PS2 and stuff like that. I think it was more um, for me in terms of social, you know, in a as in in a room with three other people playing a video game. Uh, the PS2 that generation felt slightly more um, just 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 personally like it felt like it catered more for that kind of situation because so I think what happened was the Xbox 360 and the PS3 kind of were starting to get on board with online gaming so they kind of neglected you know um, gaming in the same room and that's when the Wii came in and just knocked out that market didn't it it just completely took away that market of sitting in a room with your friends playing a game um, but it did used to be part of, I mean, like Dreamcast had four controller slots, the Xbox, the original Xbox had four controller slots, and the PS2 had a multi-tap, you know, and there were games, there were a lot of games that were made for those um, consoles that catered four players and stuff. But yeah, the Wii definitely sort of, Nintendo came along and sort of really refined that, I think. I think it's just uh -huh. technology, like, obviously catching up and... Yeah. everyone having internet and then everyone having kind of good enough internet 
but yeah. you don't need to be in the same room to play these games. And like, there are games now like Titanfall and Destiny where they're mm. like Titanfall is multiplayer only, and Destiny, mm. I don't, I think, does have a single player, but you are like they've focused it on this idea that you play it with other people, you find other people, you make a group, and that like. Like Destiny, you, you know about Destiny? You've, you've heard yeah, about stuff. The, yeah, yeah, I do. The, the Bungie game, isn't it? So I played the Alpha and the Beta on, on PS4, and like the Alpha I didn't get. It's, it, I don't know, it was just kind of over my head a little bit. I didn't really know what I was supposed to be doing. And the Beta was like, it was a lot better. Mm. Um, but, because like, I, don't, I don't play games like online, so I don't have like a list of friends like mm. on, on my PSN account. So I was going in there and just kind of, like, inviting everyone, like, like mm. you know, I don't know, do you want to, like, do this mission together? Mm. So I'd get one or two that would join and we'd do this mission, and it was cool, worked really well. And then when there was no one joining, I'd have to do it on my own, and I was just getting my ass kicked. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't get past, and, and I was doing it three and four times. So I don't want to play, like, pay 60 quid for a game that I can't get past a level because... I haven't got any friends. Like, mm, mm. Um, so I don't know if like games are going that way. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe don't know worried is like. not the right word, but I'm like, mm, it's not really for me. I don't know if games like necessarily as a whole are going that way. I think games are just generally diversifying, aren't they? There's all different. I mean, you know, the Wii U is basically party games, isn't it? If you want, if you want gaming, gaming in a room with 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 three other at least three other people or more. Mm, you know, but did you, you watch like if you watched like this year's E3, the like kind of main theme was four player co op. Oh really? Um, so like Assassin's Creed now you can you can do it single player, but the big thing they were pushing was you can play it with four of your friends online, mm. um, and then Destiny and um, uh, uh, Far Cry Four would it be Far Cry Four? Yeah, four. So Far Cry Four now you can like. Even if you... Say you had a PS4 and you didn't have Far Cry 4, mm. but I did, I could invite you. Say, oh, Jerry, help me out on this level. And you can play PS4 on your... And um, play Far Cry 4 on your computer without owning the game. Yeah, something like but couch not play. Could, not only it. could we do it together, but also yeah. you could, like, say, oh, I give up, Joey, can you have a go? And they're saying that's more. like passing the controller and just saying, yeah. oh, you go for it. So I think they're definitely pushing this... Kind of, you should yeah, be playing yeah, games right. together, and um, but maybe you know they could be. Do- they're obviously doing it in new ways and innovative ways. So, in the interest of uh, getting friends online, and if there is anyone watching, uh, listening, my <laughs> my PSN name is Doodles and Stuff. So put that in. Add me. That one person. Who's- <laughs> I'm writing that down. <laughs> it was probably so weird that I probably wouldn't want to contact them anyway. Who's listening to this anyway? Nobody at the moment. Brilliant. I, I Ooh, somebody... actually, on, on that, actually, I've been meaning to tell you since the last podcast. Yeah. But I was saving it. I've actually made a Jewel Sock, Jewel Sock podcast Twitter account. Okay. <laughs> you sound thrilled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Makes it more official. So I've been actually using yeah. it for... For probably the past couple of months. You've just been like tweeting hot women on it. Yeah, I've just been like, <laughs> what's that? What's her name? Jordan. I've been like following okay. Jordan and like. Yeah. I'll have to give you the details. So I don't know if you use it, but I've been. So it's 
If you Google Jewel Sock Podcast Twitter, you'll find it. Are you putting this? Are you recording this? Hmm. Okay. Is this for our listeners? Is for me? Yeah, yeah. If anyone's listening, follow. We got three followers. Have we? Or one of them's me. <laughs> and one of them's me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they're not not the Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah. Jewel Sock Podcast Twitter. Yeah. I'm putting it in now. So yeah, if you are listening to there this, have is. a look at that. Follow. There's no, just loads if anyone's of confused, it's not. It's, it, it's du- dual sock. It's not dual sock, right? God. Dual? You say dual. dual. Well, people might think we're saying jewel, like a, as in a, a, like a ruby or a diamond. A ruby. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's dual, as in. Oh, nice one. So, yeah, so Cal's put up some pictures on there of some games, and um, yeah, that's good, man. That's, uh, it's, it's Twitter, I don't know, Twitter.com. So yeah, it must be a new social website I didn't know about. I think it's just some new thing. I think it's just cropped up recently, but <laughs> people are using it. Uh, so, yeah, so, just follow it if you're listening. Um, you know, just update and then, or, hey, you know, give us a question. This is wicked, man. We'll answer it. We should, yeah, this is wicked. We should do, like, a blog as well, I think. Yeah. Although this is sort of a blog, isn't it? You're blogging, you're, you're tweeting... Pictures of games. Yeah, and if we go to like uh, Debuita, we can just throw out some uh, some photos. And if anyone, you know, things of Japan, perhaps there's an arcade machine people know about, let us know on there, and we can go find it, take pictures, all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, we need to link up with other other Shenmue fans as well. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be a good point. Little Shenmue club. So yeah, one thing I wanted to talk to you about, Carl, was this new Silent Hill. Mm, yeah, and the demo. So I was, out. I was sort of um, pretty uh, excited when I heard that Hideo Kojima was producing this new Silent Hill game called Silent Hills. Um, and uh, I, 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 have you? Did you download the playable teaser? No, I just, no, I just knew no. I couldn't play it. Yeah, I, I watched, watched it. I, I mean, I watched the playable teaser on YouTube because I did out of a PS4 because it's only on PS4, right? This game. I believe so. I believe so. Hideo Kojima's come from Konami Metal Gear to he's going over to Konami Silent Hill, so Silent Hills returning to Japan for sort of inspiration for its new new game and stuff. I mean, this is kind of a big deal, right, for people that are into Silent Hill. I, I personally yeah. never was, but I've, from well, what Silent, I've read, it's, yeah. a, it's a big thing. Well, Silent Hill was, uh, the, there's been a good sort of eight or nine iterations of it, I think. Really? Uh, but the first four were made by Konami Japan, um, by this, by like a, uh, a division of Konami, Konami called Team Silent, who was like a, it was like a, a production team of, um, Japanese sort of designers and artists and programmers and stuff. But uh, so, and then after the fourth one, I believe it went to America. It was still, it was still kind of uh, published by Konami, but I think it was developed in the States for a, sort of a few games. Which, you know, not, not not necessarily a bad thing. But like personally, I I really loved the first three. I think they were the most atmospheric. They were by far the most stylish and the most interesting and the most frightening games that I'd ever kind of ever played. So, you know, the ones that were produced by the American teams, I wasn't 
you know, they were still great, but I wasn't quite as, didn't get into them quite as much. Um, but yeah, so now Silent Hill is returning to, um, well, Hideo Kojima is, is kind of directing, is kind of producing this new, this new one. So, and then I watched the playable teaser and, uh, yeah, I think really the best thing for any listeners to do would be just to watch it and see how far you can get through it before you crap your pants because that was uh, kind of the uh, feeling I got from watching the YouTube video yeah. it's just something that like I just can't I can't I just can't do it no I um also that, that have you heard of a game called Alien Isolation no I, I haven't so kind of if you're a horror fan I think do you like horror right and suspense games are you into that kind uh, of thing yeah I'm into like well I love yeah, I love. Um, I mean, in terms of horror, I've really just been into Silent Hill. Those were the games. I love those games. And there's a few other games I was into. I'm not a massive horror gaming fan. Though. So this, like, Alien Isolation is basically from Alien the movie. Mm. And it's set, I think, between the first and second movie. You're Sigourney Weaver's daughter. And you're on this ship. And you're, like, the only survivor, I, th- I believe. And there's only one alien. And you have no weapons. You basically, if you go one on one with it, you can't win. Um, so you and you've got this like radar machine that shows a blip of where the alien is. So you'd be walking around trying to gather things, and then you hear a blip. You look at your radar. You realise it's close, and you've got to hide. So the point of the game is to run and hide and survive. And how long can you do it? Um, and it's got like a lot of the atmosphere that I that I saw in this PT trailer. Uh, this demo, like this kind of just you're hearing things and then you're seeing glimpses of things and you know you know you shouldn't turn around you know you know there's something behind you, you shouldn't turn around so really that kind of like, where it's a game but it's really giving you those real fear and that real paranoia Um, and it's great if you're into it I've heard these are two really good examples but I just can't do it in this new Silent Hill teaser, from what I saw of the, the demo, you, it's a first-person thing, and you wake up in a room, and you walk out into a corridor of an apartment, and you sort of walk through this corridor, you turn, a, you, sorry, you turn a corner, and then you're in the lobby of the apartment, and then you go through another door, and then you come out back at the beginning of the corridor again, in the same place. So have you, had you seen enough of it to see that? Yeah, I saw the kind of got. The, I got the repetition of it, like you were going around the yeah. same places over and over again. So that kind of it's very simple, isn't it? Like that kind of concept, but it's kind of really haunting because every time you come out, you're kind of, it seems like you're you're anticipating what's changed. You know that just that sense of I know something's changed because I've walked through the door and the game's brought me back to the start. So you're just, you're constantly on edge. You're like, what's changed, what's changed? And that kind of being in first person, there's this narrow corridor, you can't see what's around the corner. And then the, the sort of the haunting ambience, the, the noises and the sounds. And there's like, there's like a, you get a sound of a baby crying and then you get a sound mm, of There was a, a constant baby crying in the, in the one I was watching. Yeah. So um, it's just like incredibly simplistic and incre- but in, in very beautiful as well in, in, in that, how kind of effective it is in its simplicity. And that's something games can do that, that movies can't, I guess, is that, mm. that involvement, that you're yeah. not 
passively watching something sitting on the sofa, as scary as that can be, um, you're interacting and you're the one having to look around and make those decisions. And, you know, like imagine if they put this on like Oculus Rift or, or the Morpheus. <laughs> I just, people are going to have heart attacks. And man, like, that's going to be insane. Oh, man. I, I, was, I was watching, like, I was watching this YouTube video and I was pausing it every, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I must be a bit pussy, but like, I was pausing it every minute yeah. because I, I didn't want to know. I was like, no, I've, I've seen that. Yeah. We Can watched, we me and you watched, when we were in university together, um, did, was it me and you, we watched, um, um, what's that, what's that scary movie with um, Paranormal Activity? No, it wasn't was it me. A group of us, anyway, a few of us watched Paranormal Activity during the daytime, just in the studio, on a, on on a computer somewhere, and I had like, I was crapping myself for weeks <laughs> just just watching that. Yeah, yeah. So, if I started playing something that I have to interact with, and and no, well, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how this 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 game actually, because um, obviously this is just a teaser, and this is a very 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 small part of what a small demonstration of what this game is going to be like. But I was kind of, I was also, I was, things that struck me, I mean, because there's also been a little trailer of a man walking down the street. Have you seen that? There's like a, a man walking down the street, obviously the protagonist of the next game. I haven't and, seen that. Uh, and there's a little bit of background about the story. It's like some kind of murder, like family, like this kind of fam, family kind of murder. Um, so there's a, so obviously it's going to be a story-based game, but this this. this teaser is all part and just obviously demonstrating what this the vibe of this, this this next game but I was kind of interested like how it was very very different to the original Silent Hill so it's not like it's going back to its roots but it's it's got that it had that suspense that the originals had it, it seemed to have more of an emphasis on because you haven't got a weapon right in this teaser there's no weapons or anything mm. it's purely just like experiencing you know experiencing it and uh Kind of being helpless and and, and, and and incredibly dense and strong sense of atmosphere, and so so in that way it, it kind of felt similar to the originals, and I was quite pleased about that. But I'm wondering, I don't know, you know, is when the, the actual game comes out, is it going to be a combat game or is it all going to be like running away? Is it all going to be? No, I think to be honest, like it seems like this is the trend, and I think the positive feedback that this basically just not even a demo, just like, this is what it kind of might be like. Mm. Like, it's got such a positive feedback. And this this alien isolation, like, it's worth looking up if you're into those kind of... Yeah. These kind of things. Like, these two games seem to be getting loads and loads of word of mouth and positive feedback Mm. because they're doing this, basically what you described, you're, you're no weapons, you're underpowered, you're kind of getting the story through exploring and, and you're building it up in your mind whereas you know the, maybe 10 years ago or whatever it was about you know Resident Evil got more and more violent and gory and then actiony and, and maybe that's what happened with Silent Hill I remember Silent Hill coming out and people were freaking out because it was so you know it was just so uh, cerebral I guess you know it was like it was all stuff in your head and and yeah. You were hearing things and they were faking you out. Well, in Whereas... that way, this, this teaser seems more related to those original ones. Mm. Yeah, that you're, you're exactly right. When the, I remember when the first Silent Hill came out, my uncle got it. And uh, 
he actually told me about it before I even played it, and I was, I was about, I mean, I was young, I, I was in my teens, you know, um, and I was fascinated by it just from hearing stories about it, and I played it, and it scared the shit out of me. And uh, but not because of you were killing like gory monsters, it was because you were, it was it was the darkness and the, and the, the the sounds and the, the ghost town and the fog and. It was that kind of, it was that suspense, that sense of what's lurking around the corner. You know, often there was nothing, but it it kept you on the edge of your seat all the time. So maybe and, we're uh, more like keyed into that now as like a generation. Like the generation, like you said, that were playing that Silent Hill for the first time are now mm. making Alien Isolation and they're probably working on this new Silent Hill game, so yeah. perhaps we're kind of going to go back, it's going to be a loop, and we're going to get well, that kind of atmospheric, rather than pure gore. Exactly, I hope so, and, I, and there was a lot of, of, in the original Silent Hills, there was a lot of puzzle um, solving, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm wondering if this new game is going to incorporate, that would be nice, it'd be nice to have a Silent Hill that was less about combat and more about, you know, more about atmosphere and puzzle solving, I'd kind of, I'd like that, but um what was I going to say? Oh yeah, one other thing that struck me about the Silent Hill teaser was like how photorealistic it looked. Like, I mean, it, it, I know it's a very, very, very simple level design. It's one corridor and like a little lobby and, and a room. But did, did that strike you? I mean, I just thought it looked almost real, you know? Well, I think we're just, we're in a new generation now. And I, yeah. I think we've had like the first year of this new generation and to be honest it's been a bit disappointing like in terms of visuals um you kind of expect to have the the bar set a bit higher and it's been a lot of ports and things that can run on both systems whereas these games that are coming out now are specifically for this new generation and that this one definitely yeah it looks amazing because it's probably oh, maybe it's only going to come out on ps4 so, also, possibly also because um, a lot of the games that have come out on PS4 so far have been like quite fantasy, like Assassin, the, the, the latest Assassin's Creed 4 and Infamous like we were talking about and games on Xbox One, Titanfall and Destiny and stuff like that. They're very sort of they're kind of fantasy games, aren't they? So they're not emulating real life, whereas Silent Hill is like a, it's just like a modern apartment, isn't it? It's a kind of very real true-to-life representation of a sort of an American apartment, right? And I've so, always thought of Silent Hill as being quite... Well, it's quite grainy and grey and, and yeah. drab, but it's always been more re uh, leaning towards realism than... Yeah, definitely. Uh, ...kind of like a, a stylized uh, realism. It's always kind of gone photorealistic. But it's worth watching different ones, because I've heard they're, they're almost different, um, oh, different really? playthroughs. Like, because people get so scared... They don't look at certain things. So, like, I, I heard I was listening to some podcast or something where they heard a voice and one of them turned around and saw something, whereas the others just ran on. And then, so they were kind of talking about which. Oh, I I ran away here, but oh, but if you looked up, you would have seen something. And so, oh shit, man, where the people get too scared. So, so, if you watch different ones, you'll probably see a lot more different things. So it's good then, it that's interesting. There was a bit in it, man. I don't know if you got to a certain bit, but like, I watched the IGN playthrough, and uh, uh, about 10 minutes in, there was something where like, I literally like shut my, shut my laptop. 
you know what I mean? I'm, I'm I don't know. It was, uh, it was really, yeah, I don't want to say what it was because it might ruin it for people that have seen it, but um, it was just a hot, it was just a very, very, and, and, and imagining playing that, crikey, uh, yeah, I don't know if I could get through it. What is it about people that want to be scared shitless? I had a friend, I used to work with a friend who loved it, who loved that like, feeling. Yeah, because to me, like, Silent Hill, I mean, it really scared me, but I never enjoyed being scared. I think with Silent Hill, the only reason, the overwhelming feeling with Silent Hill was being fascinated by the story and really wanting to know what happens next, constantly wanting to put the controller down and turn it off. So it's like you're playing it pretty much against your will. Half of Joe, half of me wants put the controller get down, turn it off and never look at it again. But the other half of me is so fascinated by the world and the story and the characters. So that that kind of like discord, you know what I mean, of, of that's kind of fascinating for me. That's fascinating for me. But I don't know that that's kind of different to just playing something just because you want to get scared, you know what I mean? Um, I could have quite happily played Silent Hill if it was 50% less scary, you know what I mean? Mm. And I would have enjoyed it as much. I think with Silent Hill, it was more about the the the, um, the world and the law. You know, it was more about the story and and the whole psychological aspect of it. And um, whereas these games like Slenderman, um, I mean, they've done they they look. I mean, they they seem to they've been executed well. You know, they do they seem to do what they have been designed to do, which is to scare people. But um, I'm not so interested in just playing games just to be scared. Yeah, I get it. I mean, there again, there's a new wave of games like is it Stanley Parable and um, oh yeah, what's the other one? What's the other game? Something Alone, where you come home to a house, your all your oh, family is missing. Gone home. Gone home. So I haven't played it or anything, but I, I'm waiting for it to come out on Vita. But like this kind of. Almost like this Silent Hill, but without the horror. From what I've been, like, it's all in your head. There, there might be something there. You're kind of you're gathering all the information by collecting things, like Dear Esther as well. Especially, yeah. and these games are slowly starting to fascinate me. Like, you're just going into a place, and you're kind of you're getting all the information through things you find, and um, it sounds really interesting. And I guess if that now is filtering into mainstream games, it could be a really good thing. So follow us on Twitter, Jewel Sock Podcast, and me on PSN, Doodles and stuff. Yeah. And then, Jerry, um, it's noise time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, do um, you have anything? Do you have? Do I have anything? Um, you can check out my, my uh, blog. Hang on a minute, right. I'm gonna, cause I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I can't remember the name of my blog. Um, it's, uh, hang on a minute, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna edit this bit out. Do you have like a Japanese one? No, I have a, a game blog. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, just collected stuff. So you can check out my game blog, it's screenhurt.tumblr.com. That's just got a load of interesting bits and bobs that I find on the internet. Hmm, definitely. And yeah. if you are listening... And you, if want you are to listening. Know more about Japan, or you have some arcade game kind of. 
really that was more about me just saying yes. that so that I'll remember when I listen to this back later I'll remember what the the website was because I always forget because <laughs> you haven't written on it for two years what yeah. you're gonna have to edit that out what's uh oh yeah if you've got if you've got recommendations then definitely send it to us on Twitter sexy recommendations sexy recommendations make a noise <laughs>